Hello and <laughs> welcome to Deliverability Defined. <laughs> there is no intro this week because we're just going for we're it. Winging it. We're winging it. This isn't the start of a new season. I'm sorry if um, you were hoping it was, but we basically just want to drop a little episode to update you on some big deliverability news. I feel like I need the like news. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, oh. dun. Yeah. <laughs> you do it, Melissa. No, I, I can't do it. Please. I, I feel like a little rusty too, because we haven't done this in a while. I know it is weird, but since it's on zoom, I kind of feel like we're just talking to each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are, this episode will not be edited. It does not have a fancy intro because we're literally just going to do a zoom call and record the audio and put it up on, you know, all the podcast players because we wanted to just get this out to you quickly. Yeah. Um, and give you a quick rundown on a new announcement that's been made from Gmail and Yahoo. It's exciting. Nothing, I feel like the, it really happens in deliverability. So <laughs> it is true. Like deliverability was kind of uh, nothing was going on. And then there was the Apple yep. mail privacy protection, you know, those automatic opens. That was a big event for us. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, just kind of sailing. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Here comes another one. Yeah, this is a pretty big one. Um, If you haven't heard yet and you don't know what we're talking about, Gmail and Yahoo worked together, which is nice. Um, I would say, has it been like a month now? Uh, Yeah, about a month. Okay. About a month ago, they put out some articles saying we have new requirements coming for senders in February of 2024. And this applies to what they're calling bulk senders. Um, Gmail specifically has defined that as anyone who sends 5,000 emails a day. Mm -hmm. I've been kind of like uh, editing that to say 5,000 emails in a day because we have a lot of ConvertKit customers who might not send 5,000 emails a day, Mm -hmm. but they'll send a million emails once a week. And it's like, right. Still bulk sender. Still counts. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, there are a lot of people who don't send 5,000 emails in a day. Maybe your email list is a thousand people. I still wouldn't tune this out. Um, Mm -hmm. You might want to go ahead and comply with these new requirements because you could grow your list quickly, forget about this and then see deliverability issues. So I think really for anyone who has an email list they're sending to, I would say, go ahead and get on board and Mm -hmm. make the changes. Yeah. There's um kind of the, I guess the first main thing is like, you might be asking yourself, why is this happening all of a sudden? Um, and one of the big reasons is that um, Gmail sees a lot of unauthenticated mail coming for, uh, coming, uh, being sent to their users and they are trying to kind of figure out ways to prevent spam and fish still. It's, A lot of mail is being sent every single day and a lot of it is malicious. And so they're kind of pushing back on senders um, in a good way, I think, to be um, part of this solution to help mitigate abuse. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's a way for us, you know, non-spammers to take a few extra steps to say, hey, I'm not a spammer. Here's how you can be sure. And Mm -hmm. it helps them keep the spam out of everyone's inbox. And it'll stop spammers from spoofing your domain, which is when a spammer sends an email from your email address pretending to be you. 
we've seen that on the rise a lot mm-hmm. lately, especially with creators um, and not even, you know, creators with like huge email lists or huge mm-hmm. um, household names. You know, it can be niche creators who are seeing their domains being spoofed. So I imagine maybe Gmail and Yahoo saw this on the rise as well, and they were looking for ways to stop it. Um, right. So should we get into what the changes are? I think that sure. makes sense. You're probably wondering if you're listening to this. Yeah. Um, like get to it already. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the biggest differentiator here, like the biggest thing to call out is that, especially for, um, convert kit customers or people who might be listening to this podcast, the big call out is that you can no longer use your email providers domain in the background for authentication. You need your email to be authenticated with your own sending domain, the one that you're using to actually send the message, you know, that your subscribers are seeing in their inbox. That domain needs to also be used for SPF and DKIM and now DMARC authentication. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can get into what all that means and what that looks like. But first, let's do a really big, uh, really, really big note. Listen to this, please. Melissa and I do not recommend making big changes before Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Um, this Black Friday, Cyber Monday is like craziest time of the year for email. It's, you know, we always say it's our Super Bowl and it's, that's how every mailbox provider feels. So mm-hmm. right now is not the best time to be making big changes to the way you send mail. So these um, new requirements go into effect February of 2024. So we wanted to tell you about it because you're probably hearing about it and wondering what's going on, but we don't recommend making changes until December of this year or mm-hmm. January of next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Nice. I just had to get that out there early um, yeah. because I would, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's a weird place to be in right now. I think a lot of people are feeling kind of like, a little anxious about these changes, obviously, when it's your business, you want to make sure, you know, emails are landing in the inbox for your subscribers. And it's, it's what we do. I can work it. Like that's what we're doing is helping creators make a living online. So that's a little scary when this change, um, feels very big to a lot of people and we're telling you not to do anything about it right now. So (laughs) a weird, a weird feeling, but like, ultimately you have time, um, and there is a long list of of requirements it, or it's it's a little bit longer than just like one thing right um so i think it would be good to familiarize yourself with kind of that list but try not to like panic because there are some things that um if you're you know with convertkit they're already happening um and then if you're with a different esp it's likely they're happening so again just like familiarizing yourself with what that list is and um and not panic. But the main is the main center stage piece of all of this is authentication. Right. So if you are a ConvertKit customer, the big, I would say three steps you need to take. Uh, should we go ahead and list them off? Sure. Okay. Um, number one, after Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you're going to want to set up a verified sending domain. If you haven't already, that is within your ConvertKit settings. Um, there's a section called domains, and that is where you set up a verified sending domain. We are working on something to make this process a bit easier for you. So keep an eye out for that. But even if you set it up before that, it shouldn't be too um, terrible of a process. You need to add two CNAME records. We'll tell you what they are in the app. Mm-hmm. 
to your domain's DNS um, and then go back into ConvertKit, click validate, boom, you should be all set. If you're not, and you're like, I have no idea what's going on here, um, reach out to our support team. There should be a little chat icon in the bottom right of your screen, or you can email help at convertkit.com. If you're not a ConvertKit customer, other email providers, I'm sure, have the same feature. Um, and I know MailChimp calls it authenticated domains. I think other people call it custom domains. Mm -hmm. But essentially what's happening is this feature allows your emails from the email provider to use your domain for authentication. Really, it's still that CNAME record. It's routing everything back to your email providers. Uh, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but your domain is still being used for authentication, which gives you that really nice domain alignment that Gmail mm -hmm. and Yahoo are looking for. So again, step one is a verified sending domain. Yes. Do you want to talk step us through the DMARC yeah, requirement? Yeah, sure. Okay, step two. <laughs> okay, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> we're laughing because I just did the number two symbol with my fingers because <laughs> it was time for step two. And my Zoom just made little balloons go all over my That screen. That update has been, has paid oh. off in so, like... I've been in meetings where that's happened and like someone does something and then like a confetti happens and it is the funniest thing. So that was, that just like made my day. I'm so glad. Now I can't and of course, it happen again. Yeah, of course it won't do it. Um, if you're, I think we're going to put this on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, maybe you'll see it. Oh my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> balloons. Oh, that was great. That was so great. Um, okay. So step two is um, setting up a DMARC record. This will happen wherever you host your domain. Um, so maybe it's GoDaddy or Squarespace or something like that. Um, you'll go to wherever your domain is hosted and you'll want to set up a DMARC record. The At the very minimum, um, you'll want to set that record to P equals none. There are three levels of DMARC. And as they go up uh, or as they, each level is a little more strict, Um and so we usually recommend starting at like the lowest level of DMARC, uh, especially right now with all of these changes happening um, without getting too in the weeds. If you start at like the strictest level of DMARC and you don't have things set up properly wherever you send mail, it could cause issues. So starting at P equals none is like the bare minimum for now. Um, and you'll be compliant and fine doing that. So there's no reason to kind of like jump straight to uh making it complicated for yourself, I guess is what I'm saying. So um, P equals none. And I had another thought to that. And now I don't remember what it was. Just totally went out of my head. I had to keep thinking about it. Um, I was going to say, if you already have a DMARC record set up, plenty of people do. You don't mm -hmm. need to do anything. You can consider this checked off your list. So we're not telling you to go back and change anything. If you have mm -hmm. a DMARC record in place, it's working the way it should, then you're all set. This is uh, really for people who have not set up a DMARC record yet. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you were going to mention the reporting email That's address. exactly what it was. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, sure. Yeah. So there's, um when you set up your DMARC record, there, there will be a space to add an email address where essentially, um, you know, when you set up a DMARC record, you will start receiving these reports, these DMARC reports, and they can be very overwhelming and um, kind of hard to read. So what I would recommend is setting up 
an email address there that doesn't flood maybe your main business address um, where you're actually looking for important mail. So um, the DMARC records, or excuse me, the DMARC reports can be helpful. Um, I don't, it's like so hard. I could, I feel like we could just go into so much detail and get in the weeds and I don't want to do that here. Um, But if you have questions about DMARC reports, there are plenty of articles online that explain it. There's DMARC record report readers. Like there's all these different tools that can help you with DMARC. So at the very minimum, just know, like set up your DMARC record to BP equals none and maybe worry about the reporting later. But my one piece of advice for that part of it is to set up it, set it up with a, an address where you're not going to be overwhelmed if you're receiving a lot of mail from D, like the DMARC record reports. Yeah. Um, I just, I've seen people set it up in the past and have been like, oh my gosh, what's happening. Um, exactly. So just don't be surprised if that starts happening, because I know it's like, there's a lot coming at senders right now. Um, so it's just something to be aware of. Yeah. DMARC is a beast. There are entire companies and organizations with lots of employees that literally their entire business model is helping people set up DMARC and mm-hmm. manage DMARC authentication. So like, it's not, I know that, um, there are a lot of email senders out there who are just a one person show mm-hmm. and this can feel really stressful. So that's sort of why Melissa and I are giving you like bare minimum requirements to check the boxes. Here's what you need to do. Um, some people listening who are deliverability nerds and email nerds might be like screaming, like, no, tell them to do this and do that. And it's like, I hear you. This is for, you know, the people who, a lot of people who listen to our podcast are creators, entrepreneurs, um, email deliverability is not their, Mm -hmm. their business and they don't have 10 employees to run this for them. So anyway, we also have a lot of people who are managing accounts, uh, lots of accounts at, for their own customers at ConvertKit. So if you're giving advice to other people who are using ConvertKit um, and you're managing their accounts, like this is just, yeah, this is a tool to like have everyone be um, under the umbrella of the regular, the requirements without having to go to in the weeds. So it's like, number one, set up a verified setting domain. Number two, set up a DMARC record, at least to P equals none. Like at a very basic level, that is just the first two things you can do after Mm -hmm. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yep. And um, the tool I usually suggest just because I find it so easy. If you Google um, DMARC record wizard, I'm going to Google that right now with you actually. Um, DMARC record wizard. Let's see which results go back. Okay. Yeah. So the second one I see listed, actually the first that's not sponsored. <laughs> oh, did it do it again? <laughs> oh my God. There are more balloons. I oh can't God, do hilarious. I talk with my hands too much. Um, that's too funny. So the first result there is Demartian, Demarkian, however you want to say it. That is the website I typically use um, when it comes to creating DMARC records. They mm-hmm. don't pay me to say that. There's no loyalty. It's just, I think it's really easy. It is easy website. to use. So yeah. um, that's a tool I would use when it's time for you to set up a DMARC record. A third requirement that you need to know about, and then we'll talk about some others that might not apply to you, um, but this one I think is interesting. So mm-hmm. Gmail has put out a new requirement that you need to keep your spam complaint rates below 0.3%. Um, a few things I want to clarify. Number one, you might be thinking, oh yeah, I look at my complaint rate within ConvertKit or within MailChimp or within wherever. I know what that is. Well, 
uh, Gmail actually doesn't operate a typical spam complaint feedback loop. So Gmail complaint information is actually not piped into your email provider, no matter who your email provider is. That's not how Gmail works, sadly. So you actually have no way to see within your email provider, whether it's ConvertKit, MailChimp, et cetera, which Gmail users have complained mm-hmm. about your emails. And that's not a thing. So Gmail uses what's called Google Postmaster tools to expose complaint rate data and a bunch of other useful information. So mm-hmm. the next action item we're going to say for you is go set up Google Postmaster tools. I would do that after you set up the first two things we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really great. And you just, it requires, of course, another DNS record just to verify that you own the domain. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once you have it set up, there is a spam complaint section. There's a feedback loop section. There's a domain um, reputation, IP reputation. You can dig into all these things to get a better picture of your deliverability. But really specifically, make sure you're monitoring the feedback loop section and try and make sure your complaints don't hit 0.3% or higher. If they do, you definitely want to dig in and see what could be going on there um, because Gmail is saying they will start sending messages Mm -hmm. to spam if you start hitting those complaint thresholds until they believe that you've fixed whatever's going on. So um, that's a new one and it will require senders to be monitoring their spam complaints more closely. I was reading through kind of like an email thread the other day with a bunch of experts, and I think that this this one sounds scary, um, but just to, you know, friendly reminder, if you're using best practices for, you know, improving your deliverability and you're a good sender, like, there are things that potentially could come up that could cause an elevated complaint rate beyond your control, um, like list bombing, for example. So something like that, but it's, but it's also, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, again, not to panic about this one. If you're following best practices, um, you're probably doing okay. Um, but that, yeah, I think this one, this one is interesting because I think it sounds like Gmail will be more strict with this than they have been in the past. Um, so it's obviously still important to keep in mind, but just to I always like to say like, it's like dominoes with, with deliverability, like they, everything affects each other. So you push one domino over, mm-hmm. it kind of affects everything else. So just like continue to, if you're a good sender and you're using best, best practices, continue to do those things. Yeah. Along with these requirements. Good call out. Um, one other thing I want to make sure we mention is that with these new requirements, you can no longer send with a gmail.com address within Mm. your email platform. Mm -hmm. So Gmail is going to make sure that you only send from a gmail.com address through Gmail's own system. If you try and send with gmail.com anywhere else, it's not going to go through. It's going to go straight to the spam folder. So um, make sure that if you're still using a gmail.com email address within ConvertKit or any other external platform like that, Mm -hmm. that you go ahead and buy a domain if you haven't already, um, set up an email address that works with that domain and start warming it up. That's very important. I would make sure you're done warming up by February of next year. So start sending out some mail from that email address, 
make sure it's really good mail to very engaged people Mm -hmm. slow and ramp up to where in February you can send to your entire list using that new email address and you're not having any deliverability issues. Yeah. Good point. Cool. Um, a few other call outs, um, things that you probably don't need to be super concerned with. Hopefully your email provider has this covered for you, but, um, the requirement of a one-click unsubscribe, mm-hmm. um, ConvertKit customers don't need to worry about that. That is met through a header that we put in all your messages that allows people to do a one-click unsubscribe. Um, and it's okay that the unsubscribe link in your footer has another step to prevent bots from clicking on it. Or if you have a preference center, that's totally okay. As long as you have a clear unsubscribe link in your footer, which if you're a ConvertKit customer, you have to have that. So mm-hmm. all ConvertKit customers shouldn't have to worry about that new requirement. But um, for those who aren't using ConvertKit, make sure that you have the capability to do a one-click unsubscribe in your emails. Right. Good point. Another one that's I know it's on that list is the um, ensure that sending domains or IPs have valid forward and reverse DNS records. Um, If you're sending through ConvertKit, this is just like we talked about earlier, part of the infrastructure. So you don't need to worry about that. Um, So kind of there's a few things like that on the list that are kind of technical that if you're with a like you were saying, Melissa, like hopefully if you're with a, a good ESP that they're taking care of like the unsubscribes and then the um, the re- uh, forward and reverse DNS records. Yep. I feel like those are the main calls. Can you think of anything else? I can't think of anything um, crazy. I'm just taking a look at, I have like a bunch of different sources pulled up to see if there's anything that we're missing. Um it sounds like a lot, uh, but I think just sticking to those those three we mentioned, so setting with ConvertKit specifically, setting up a verified sending domain, adding the DMARC record set to P equals none, and setting up Google Postmaster tools will have you pretty well ready to go for when those requirements are in place. Yep, I think so too. Um, one thing you might be wondering, I know it was a question of mine, was... Um, what happens if I don't mm. do these things? Yeah, And that's a question. Luckily, Melissa and I were able to fly to New York and meet with the Gmail and Yahoo teams in person. Um, and that was one question we got answered. And <laughs> it's not the most clear answer, but it's still mm-hmm. helpful. The answer was, it depends. Um, sometimes messages might bounce. Sometimes they might go to the spam folder, but those are really the two main things that will happen. Um, and we were told that if they bounce for this reason, the bounce code will be pretty clear to let yeah. us know, hey, this is why it's bouncing. So mm-hmm. if you're a ConvertKit customer, you see tons of bounces all of a sudden, it should be pretty easy for Melissa and I or our other teammates to take a look at that bounce code and be like, oh, sorry, you don't have a verified sending domain set up yet. That was the problem. Here's how you do yep. it. Um, obviously, we don't want it to get to that point, And that's why we're talking to you early, uh, but just an interesting piece of information for you to have, um, straight from the yeah. sources. Exactly. All right. This is fun to just like drop in, release a podcast episode, nothing yeah. fancy, uh, no editing. Good thing. We didn't, you know, do anything crazy. Just the balloons. Yeah. The balloons were fun. I wish <laughs> you could hear them through the podcast episode. Um, but if we put this on YouTube, you can see it there. Yeah. Cool. All righty. I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. 
Um, Oh, before we go, just, you might be sitting here feeling panic or like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. I don't want my emails to go to spam or bounce. Um, try to relax. Just Mm -hmm. think about black Friday, cyber Monday. Think about Thanksgiving. If you're, you know, from the U S and you're celebrating that Mm -hmm. relax a little bit. And then once December and January hits, just try to run through those three steps. And if you run into issues, reach out to us. Yes. Um, if you're a ConvertKit customer, we can, well, it'll be much, it'll be a lot easier for us to help you because we can see inside your account. But right. even if you're not reach out, um, yeah. you know where to find us. If you've listened to us before, if not, um, you can find me on Twitter. I don't know, Melissa, if you're still tweeting. I am on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just not super active, but I do look at it. So, okay. I'm I don't even remember. Twitter. Yeah, you can find, yeah. Alyssa you Doolin. Can, you can Alyssa find me Lambert. through Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. I follow her. Yeah. Um, I'm always happy to help people with yeah. these kinds of things. I enjoy it. Um, so yeah, please reach out to um our support team and they will um help get your ticket to the right place and we'll make sure that you get your questions answered. It's a lot. And um yeah, that's why we're here. We want to help. Yep. We're here to help you. It's gonna be okay reach out if you need it and happy Thanksgiving early and Merry Christmas early in case you don't <laughs> release Alyssa, another podcast. Alyssa has happy a Christmas everything. tree. <laughs> I do. I'm feeling so. in the holiday spirit. Happy everything. Merry everything. Hope Merry everybody's everything. happy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hope everyone is happy. No, That's this is, we just want, uh, I, I think, um, initially like we, we have had questions coming in from customers about this already and um, we do have an article that it just has a quick update on everything. Um, but I imagine that more and more questions will start coming up about this soon. So hopefully this is helpful and we're here to provide support if you need it. Yep. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.